Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Welcome to today's uh, episode on Top Advisor Marketing. I'm your host today, Kirk Lowe. Today, I've got a special guest, one of my favorite peers in the industry who works with uh, banks and credit unions, uh, James Robert Lay. And James is the president and founder of Digital Growth Institute. And James spends a lot of time, as I said, doing branding and marketing and mostly digital marketing strategy for banks and credit unions. Obviously, that can apply to other industries. So uh, everybody's going to learn a lot on our call today. Um, But like any good marketing person, James is really dialed into who he works with, what he does for them. And when you go to his website, you'll clearly and quickly recognize that. So today we're going to talk about how to transform your thinking for better digital marketing outcomes. Welcome, James, and thanks so much for being here. Kirk, thanks so much for having me. And as you said, what we share today is really transferable across any vertical. Uh, I I continuously am getting that feedback and people are saying, well, why don't you go do this? Why don't you go do that? And I think you hit a spot on focus, focus and clarity. Yeah, there's so many advisors that I've worked with over the years. So I've been doing this for 20 years. How about you? How many, how many years have you been doing financial marketing? Right, right at, right at 20 myself. Amazing. And how many times have you talked to a company or an executive or a financial advisor, anybody, so your client, and they've been terrified to go to be more specific with who they work for and what they do for those people because they're worried about all the clients they're going to be given up? All the time. I would say every single person that goes through our program enters in with this concept of we want to be all things to all people. And we push back, we challenge that perspective because when you try to be all things to all people, your marketing, your communication strategies, your messaging strategies really are watered down and they essentially become nothing to no one. So while there is some fear tied to that, my encouragement. Uh, is to lean into that fear. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a, it's a struggle um, for people like us who are trying to get uh, clients to do the right things for the right reasons. Um, sometimes in any profession, some people will just go with the flow to help you feel comfortable with what they're doing. But I think you're, you're always looking, when you hire people to help you, you always look for people who are challenging you to get out of your own way, um, for lack of a better word. Yeah, you know, you mentioned this idea of brand, and that could be a personal brand, it could be a business brand, an organizational brand. But a lot of that is, you know, if we look at it as a bottle, um, just even ourselves and our own mindset, it's a bottle. We're stuck inside that bottle, and we can't see outside uh, of what that bottle holds. We can't read the label, essentially. And so, you know, working with people like us and, and even someone like me, I've, I work with advisors and coaches and strategists because I don't want to get stuck inside my own bottle. And I want that honest, hard, objective perspective to continue to elevate my own game. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting when somebody in a profession asks for somebody outside of the profession, outside of in the same profession, but outside of their world to help them do what they should already know how to do for themselves. And that's a great lesson 
for people to understand about themselves, but also how important it is if you don't know something else to bring the right people in. I mean, it's even more important, right? Yeah, I, I think we all play two roles in life. Sometimes we're the teacher, uh, but but probably more often than not, we really should be the student um, because there's just so much more to learn and gain from reading, from listening, uh, from from others coaching us. And then we can then transfer that knowledge back out to the select few that we're helping along their own journeys of growth. Yeah. Uh, those are great thoughts, James. Um, I'm going to dive into a couple of questions I've got for you here. So um, the first one is, what are the biggest roadblocks and challenges that hold financial brands back from maximizing their digital growth potential? Oh, man, that's a, that's a deep question. Uh, I, I really think the first one, a, a lot of times the, the conversation traditionally might go to technology, um, marketing technology, sales technology. Uh, but I want to move the conversation away from the technology because the technology is really nothing more than just a tool, uh, a communication channel. Where I find the biggest roadblock and challenge, even before the technology or lack of technology, is just the thinking and the mindset uh, that financial leaders have. Uh, that is that, that's what's keeping them back, and it's it's really deeper. It's it's three distinct fears that I hear spoken over and over and over again through the diagnostic work we do with financial brand leaders. Uh, it's fear of the unknown, it's fear of change, and it's ultimately fear of failure. I'm very compassionate to those three fears. It's just human nature. Yeah. And if Matt was here, he would be going on as a business coach and, and somebody who actually hit some licensed uh, psychotherapist as well, that uh, those, are, those, those attack us in all areas of our lives. It's not all surprising that they come up um, in our businesses as well. So can you, um, I think you call those, did you call those the circle of chaos or is that something I read on your website? Yeah, no, it's actually the three fears in the circle of chaos really go hand in hand together because what's happening right now when we look at all of the changes that are happening in the world being driven by technology, for example, changes in consumer behavior, how consumers shop and buy financial products. Um, on the flip side, the technology is driving the changes in the competition. And so for those of us who have been in this industry for you know, 10, 15, 20 plus years have built a career and now are starting to try to even build a legacy around that, uh, that change is making us feel one of really three ways. We feel confused about what we, we should be doing next to maximize our digital growth potential because um, there's a lot of different possible pathways available for a, a financial brand to take. Uh, number two is we feel frustrated, and I'm seeing this more and more as financial brands do try to attack digital, uh, but they're doing so without a strategy, and I diagnose this as dabbling in digital, meaning that they've built websites, they've sent some emails, they've placed some ads, they've posted some content on social media, but they're frustrated because they're not getting the results that they had hoped for or expected. And finally, they're just simply overwhelmed 
because they've got a million things on their plate already. Now you're adding all of this digital stuff to my plate. Where am I going to find the time to to learn that, yet alone apply apply that? And so we they just get stuck in what we call this this circle of chaos, um, and it's not a good place to be. Uh, it, it 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 can really lead to to, to the demise of a financial brand. And, and we're seeing that once again, going outside of the industry, you're seeing that in, in the, in what I'm calling the retail apocalypse, almost every single industry is getting turned upside down because of technology and because of digital. Yeah. And every, and then people end up focusing on the technology and they get, that's part of the, the chaos, right? It's just, yeah, they have no idea what's right. And there's so many choices these days that you don't even know where to begin. And there's so much analysis and you already don't have time. And now you're, you're into the wrong, you're looking at the wrong thing, which is, which is the the vehicle. What you need to figure out is where the heck you're going, why you're going. So why don't we talk about this? One, I got another question for you, which hopefully is a great segue. Hopefully that was, but um, what are the greatest opportunities? So, you know, we've got all this chaos. We've got, you know, lack of strategy, uh, you know, focusing on tech before you should. But what are the greatest opportunities for financial brands to capture over the next 12 24, 24 months? Like, where can they focus to move forward? How do they change that? Well, you know, this is something that we we call the digital growth to journey, and it's really methodical. Um, the very first step on that journey uh, to escape that circle of chaos and really overcome those three distinct fears is to begin to gain clarity into what the opportunities are for that matter. And what I mean by that is it's really boils down to training, training and education that is focused around putting people, the consumer, i.e. the consumer journey at the center of all of financial brands thinking and doing, because through education, through training, through insight, a financial brand leader will eventually overcome their fear of the unknown because yeah. now we actually know what the opportunities are. And, and that opportunity is to, to develop strategies, marketing strategies, communication strategies to guide a consumer through their journey uh, for a financial product. Because just like us in this financial services space, we're operating in this circle of chaos when it comes to people's money and all of the change that's going on in their lives, you know, finances are the leading cause of stress. Uh, and people are looking for someone that they can trust to guide them beyond that financial stress to a bigger, better, brighter future. Yeah. But I find um, a massive chasm in the industry is the, is the thinking that from advisors that if they need to have, what kind of marketing do they need and what kind of message do they need? And it's usually me focused, right? Here's what I do. Here's what, and they've been trained that way. I mean, uh, sales training in the financial industry, that, that it was way more prevalent than branding people. And then the branding people were typically talking about color of your logo, right? Early. <laughs> so there's a, so if you think about that, here's what I'm good at, all about me, right? And then, but what you're talking about is this transformation or, or this, evolution that consumers need you to meet them where they're at. What do you, what can you do for me? Talk to me in my language and yeah. the successful advisors I see right now. And over the last 10 years 
are the ones who live in abundance of generosity and sharing their thought leadership. Like, get, like here's a perfect example: Josh Brown, the reform broker, got a podcast, right. been an avid blogger. Rick Edelman. I mean, these guys. What they did that was really special is they shared everything they knew with everybody they could as generously and as frequently and as professionally as they could. It's not rocket science. You know, it's not. And it's really, you know, the the insights that we gain here at the Digital Growth Institute are found through four key areas of focus. Obviously, marketing, marketing and sales, technology, but really the wild card is how does human behavior fit into these three other elements? And when it comes to the transformation of, let's just call it positioning in the marketplace, you hit the nail on the head. Um, I diagnose this as narcissistic marketing, where me, the financial advisor, the financial brand, I'm the hero. Uh, And that is completely wrong. And and we started to, to do some research around this. And when you go back and you study thousands and thousands and thousands of years of literary history, story narrative, you know, go back to just ninth grade uh, and think about your literary classes. There, there can only be two heroes in a narrative structure. You have your primary hero, but if you introduce a second hero into that narrative structure, they're the anti-hero. The antagonist. So you have a protagonist and an antagonist. And from the mind's eye of the consumer, we're all heroes in our own minds. And so, as a brand who's trying to position themselves as the hero, they're like, wait a minute. Consumers don't want heroes. Consumers are looking for helpful guides. The opportunity for a financial brand or financial advisor is to take on the role of Yoda or Mr. Miyagi. Um, and, and there's a methodology we teach called story selling. Uh, and it really, at the crux of that, is exactly kind of what you're, you're doing, what you're helping these financial advisors with. Because a consumer has specific questions and concerns that meets an empathetic guide. And the crux is this. That guide must first build trust through content. And the way that we, and then a lot of this trust has to be built digitally. The content is the currency of trust today. In today's digital economy. I find that one of the biggest, one of the biggest epiphanies I've had in my career is early on I was building websites and quickly recognized that every advisor that I was working with was saying exactly the same thing. And they were all expecting uh-huh. that that was better than what the other person was saying. That was going to make a difference yep. in your business. And everybody yep. was pretty comfortable with just that the fact that a website just needed to have a presence. That's all you really needed. That was saying enough. And in some cases, that might have been more true than less true, but that changed pretty quick. Obviously, we're way beyond that these days. But the epiphany was that, what are you saying? And so that was the first big epiphany I had in my career. The second one was the one that I think transformed me and helped me really grow and stand out. And that was that there were a lot of advisors who would say, okay, let's come up with a brand and let's change the story of the narrative. Let's make it more client-centric uh, as much as possible. That was always a real challenge. But um, then everybody assumed that the consumer was going to read that, embrace it, and then and then feel like that was it. Like, you, whatever you say you are, I'll, I'll agree to it and I'll accept that. The truth is, is that the internet 
isn't nearly as um, uh, true and convincing as everybody as you might want to think it is as a marketer or as a business. And the second one, that the financial services industry is even less believable, uh, particularly in marketing. So you got two things going against just writing marketing copy and expecting people to believe that that's actually your brand, that they can kind of experience. So my second epiphany was that we needed to prove that whatever the brand was, we needed to prove it. So I started saying, well, we got to have people doing writing blogs. We got to have people, um, you know, writing white papers, sharing their expertise. And that's really how the content marketing revolution began. And I, I'm not, I'm not suggesting I was at the front end of it. I have no idea. Don't care to debate it, but the idea of trying to prove your brand is really prove yourself in your marketing is a critical component to it. And if you go to digital marketing Institute, digital growth Institute, for heaven's sakes, um, to James' website, what's the first thing you see? You start scrolling down. What do you see? You see three white papers, right? So James is living, living the, the way that, you know, that he would want his clients and, and part of the advice you give. So that's a huge part of, of doing that. So I know that um, when you're doing a financial brand, how can you um, take marketing, sales, and leadership um, team develop and help develop a mindset? And I know you've probably got a framework knowing you as well as I do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called it's actually called the digital growth blueprint. Um, and the reason that we've called it a blueprint is because when we think about these two worlds, the physical world where a lot of financial services has been uh, delivered over the years face-to-face, um, and we start moving that conversation away from the physical world to the digital world, you're really moving from the tangible to the intangible. Uh, and that's a very, once again, scary proposition for those who have built a career around the physical world. And buying decisions are being made long before someone actually has physical conversation, although I'm going to come back to that idea of humanity because that's a big, big part of of this uh, journey for financial brands and and financial advisors. Uh, I really feel strongly about that. But coming back to the digital growth blueprint, uh, it's more uh, designed to help a financial brand leader feel comfortable with what they need to do next prioritizing, looking at nine key areas of focus. You've hit on a couple, like, for example, the website. Uh, Transforming the website from a glorified online brochure into a a website that sells. Um, And and then what do we do with things like marketing automation? So the blueprint provides the structure, the focus, the framework on these nine different areas of focus uh, because it comes down to prioritization. You can't do it all. You can't boil the ocean. So if you break this up into smaller chunks, smaller bites, it doesn't seem so overwhelming. And then you can just you know pick off piece by piece as you move forward along this journey, building confidence every step of the way. How many times have you seen uh, have you have clients who have come to you or decided not to work with you that think that they they jump from one thing they're always looking for perfect or they're looking for more in their digital marketing or their marketing in general and that is a huge part of their failure like it's one of the work I, I see it a lot i'm just curious what your thoughts are on that oh it's a i'd call it a vast majority and it's something that's one of the reasons that you know over the years we've been doing more and more coaching uh to help instill uh new habits 
and new ways of thinking because it's so easy to fall back on old patterns, on old behaviors, uh, on the way that we've always done it. Uh, and and it's, it's about just changing the perspective of what is success. Obviously, we're looking for growth. We're looking for leads. We're looking for deposits and assets and loans, depending upon what flavor of financial services that we're in. But at the same time, it's also about measuring progress uh, and not perfection. Um, and I think that's a key point is, is if you have a roadmap that you're working and executing against, you can actually measure progress. But if you're trying to ad hoc this shiny object syndrome, hearing about the latest, greatest thing at a conference, reading about it online, and then going after that without stopping to pause, think, and wonder how does this fit into the greater strategy that I'm looking to achieve, yeah, you'll be stuck in that circle of chaos. There's a couple things there. One is having a destination in mind so that you're, you can more easily stay on track and that you know what your the outcomes you're looking for yep. instead of forgetting and then deciding you're going to change course because you've forgotten where you're headed. Um, and the second one is just making sure that you stick to it mm. and, 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 and don't try to aim for perfection. Digital marketing doesn't have to be perfect to be highly successful. You don't have to do everything. Find the things. I always tell people, find a couple things that you can execute really well and then and, and get a group of them that really support and create a lot of synergy between them. Yeah. Focus on that. And then when you get really, really good at that, if there's opportunities for you to expand, then find some interesting ways to expand. But stop trying to do what, what Larry, Joe, Sue, Bob, Ellen have all said, you know, hey, I'm doing this, it's working. Because if you try to take one thing from all those five people and bring them together, if they don't work together, they don't work together. You just spent way more money, spent way more time, wasted time, all those things. Find something that makes a lot of sense. Start simple, get things that work well together, and kind of grow from there. And and one of the things that I love about how you approach um, serving people, serving your customers, and really serving the industry, is that you focus a lot on education. And I don't just mean education from the standpoint of sharing thought leadership, but actually engaging people in a consultative way and, and doing, and I'm curious um, when you decided to do that and then and give us like a quick idea of how something like that works. You know, th- that decision was made in 2012 uh, and it was moving away from the traditional agency approach to where we're going to do everything for you. Uh, the the hard truth of the reality is is you know I'd grown a successful agency at the time uh, I was really high on high on myself uh, and I had uh, a wife and she just had our second child and um, she said it's either me and the kids or the business and I knew the right answer and so I had to go back and do a lot of soul searching reevaluate what I really wanted to do what my purpose in life was and I always have enjoyed. Uh, the strategic thinking, um, and and more importantly, helping to educate, empower, and elevate others to apply that strategic thinking, because uh, that's that's where the exponential factor for me comes from. Um, I'm just one guy, but but if I can help transfer these the, the the knowledge and the insight that I've gained over the years and continue to gain, then I think the whole 
you know, everyone that I work with. And if they can transfer that to someone else, it's like the, the whole industry rises together. Um, and really it boils down to the old, the old simple principle of if I can teach you how to fish, then you can feed yourself for a lifetime versus if I'm going to continue to fish for you, there's always that sense of codependency. That's great. Uh, great answer. I'm curious. So we, we, what we've really teed up here is these obstacles, this thinking, you need a strategy. You need to focus on the right things, changing your mindset and making sure you, you, you can focus on strategy. Once you get your mindset developed, how do you, how does an advisor, how does a bank, how does an executive at a bank, how, how do people um, who are responsible for improving this part of their business, how do they get away from all this stuff and, and clarify their thinking? Yeah, so when we look at where we can go next with this and how to make progress and move forward, a lot of it is is having the awareness of what I call fighting digital distraction. You know, we're constantly being bombarded with messages, emails, notifications on our phone, notifications from social media. Uh, I think that is adding to the complexity. You know, technology was supposed to make our lives easier, right? But in reality, technology is, to a degree, made our lives a lot more complicated. And so one of the things that I'm really encouraging financial brand leaders to do, financial advisors, is to take some time to digitally detox, whether that be an hour, uh, a day, a weekend. Uh, like like right now, um, I do not have email. Uh, I do not have any social media. I don't even have an internet browser on my iPhone. I essentially have a dumb phone um, because here's the deal. Either we're going to own the technology or the technology is going to own us. Dumb phone. I'm still laughing about dumb phone. <laughs> um, yeah. So stepping away, you know, I, I think I know a lot of advisors who do uh, coaching and do retreats to get refocused. Yep. And I think it's really important. There's a couple ways you can do this. One is figure out what you want your marketing to do for you. Um, figure out what the destination, you know, some people are so focused on, you know, prospects, prospects, new client. There's, there's a lot of other amazing outcomes that create a lot of momentum in your business. And sometimes we get so focused on that one outcome that we don't see the other ones. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. One thing's finding, you know, reaching out and finding somebody that you can, um, that you really can uh, understand and appreciate how they do and get along with. Um, so like you have an example, if you're listening to podcasts like this, you get an opportunity to listen to somebody like James and say, you know what, uh, my, my branch or my credit, you know, my company, whatever, we could really use somebody who, who's really easy going and who can really kind of slow our minds down and figure out what the heck are we going to do? So we don't jump ahead and do a bunch of stuff that didn't give us the outcomes that, you know, they weren't the right outcomes in the first place or things didn't work together or we just didn't even understand how those things were going to work together. Now we got it. We should have done it sooner, all those things. So I think, you know, there's some you know great insight into kind of stepping back from this, uh, clearing your mind and figuring out, you know, what you want digital marketing to be. What are the outcomes that it can help you achieve in your business? So um, any big plans in 2020 before we wrap up here? Yeah, for me, the big thing is uh, launching the book uh, that dives 
deeper into some of the insights we've shared today. Uh, it's called Banking on Digital Growth, and it's a strategic marketing manifesto to save financial brands. Um, so providing clarity and a path forward to those who read it, grab it. This is going to be scheduled out, due out April 2020. And uh, what better place to launch it than at the Financial Brand Forum in Las Vegas, uh, where I'll be speaking. Oh, man, that sounds great. I um, can't wait to, um, to to read your book. Um, and we'll, we'd love to have you back when you're ready to talk a little bit about what's, what's in the book uh, on our podcast. Uh, and as always, why don't you just give everybody a way to reach out and find you, whether if your preference is Twitter, LinkedIn, anything like that. Best thing I say, yeah, best thing I say is just Google me, James Robert Lay, uh, or just look me up on LinkedIn and send me a message. Say hello. I always look forward to hearing from uh, people who are doing good things. That sounds perfect. Can't wait for your book. Uh, James uh, Robert Lay, again, is the uh, founder and president of Digital Growth Institute, and he's uh, an amazing uh, marketing mind and branding consultant. And thanks so much for joining us today. Um, please don't forget to uh, subscribe to our podcast um, when you get a chance so that these pop up into your into your uh, smart device or your dumb device, depending on how you've set it up. <laughs> and um, so because we have a lot of great guests here. Um, James is uh, absolutely one of our one of my favorites. Uh, thanks so much, James. Thanks so much for having me, Kurt. Yep. Have a great day, everybody. See you on the next podcast. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.